All right. I'm the host of the Beach House Brewing Podcast, Austin Webb. This is my guest. Steven Bizan. He is the uh, beer manager at Sherbrooke Liquor. And uh, we got a beer here. It's very nice of you yeah. to uh, crank this thing open. What do you got here? Yeah, let's crack it open. So we got the Lupine Lupulin from uh, Banded Peak Brewing out of Calgary. Um, so this is their uh, their anniversary beer. They just celebrated their third anniversary. Um, and it is a Kvike, uh Imperial IPA. It's like nine point six percent. So it's a big it's a big one, and it's got the. Uh, I know you're a fan of uh, the. How, how do you how do you pronounce it? I say Kvike. Kvike, yeah, Vic, right? Kvike, I I don't know. It's like some people say like just Kvike. What do you, what do you like, say? I I say Kvike. Okay. I try to like say the K really quickly and go into the. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I've I've heard so many different uh, pronunciations, but it's like. It's the hot new, hot new thing right now. It is, beer, man. It seems like so. Cool. And uh, actually, not to, not just pumping your tires, but I know you brewed a uh, Kvike Pale Ale I recently, did, yeah. right? And it was, yeah, it was fantastic. Thank so, you for saying that. It's very yeah. nice of you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I That's know cool. you're you're well versed in this. I'm but, trying. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. All right. Hey, shout out to Bannon Peak. Third anniversary. Yeah. Very impressive. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. That's juicy. Oh wow. Yeah, that's flavorful, and it's yeah, it's it's huge. It's um, you know, you Jeez. get a little bit of the the heat on the end there, but yeah. it's like it just goes so well with all the hops and the, the fruity yeast flavors. That's it's beautiful, fantastic. Yeah. So this is a lupulin powder. It seems like is yeah, I, I I assume that's why the it got its name. Okay. Actually, yeah. So they were, um, I believe it was it was Colin was up last week and he was kind enough to drop us off a few flats here at uh, at Sherbrooke. So that's amazing. So happy, to, happy to carry it. For that's sure. amazing. Yeah. All right. So I'm on your Instagram right now. I got this. Mm. It's all beer stuffs. Stephen Beeson, public figure, beer manager at Sherbrooke Liquor Store, also purveyor of sake, cider, coolers, and rock stars. <laughs> that's correct. So we are drinking a beer, but mm. rock stars. Come on. What's going well, on? Well, it's uh, it's tongue in cheek a little bit. It's basically <laughs> if you if you ever. Well, if you've been to Sherbrooke, you kind of know how, how it's laid out. If you haven't been here before, it's um kind of, it's like we work out of a really small space. It's kind of an unassuming little location. If you just drive by, you wouldn't think that we have the, the massive selection that we do. So when you walk in, it's kind of we have our warm floor that has all our wine and spirits. And then you go into the cold floor, which is my area. So that's where you, you have all the beer, the sake, the ciders and all like the coolers and ready to drinks. And of course, like Rockstar, uh, Rockstar premix stuff and all that. We have we have a wide wide uh, range of clientele that like a whole bunch of different things sure. so we like to be you know inclusive and welcome everybody and, and people have different tastes so there's some you know we got we got the revs and all the, those sort of things alongside uh, Cantillon and uh, <laughs> and all, the, all that and stuff Rockstar. well Cantillon we're lucky enough to get it but yeah so it's it's uh, you know a, di- a diverse selection that's for sure and so I, I take care of all the the purchasing and then merchandising of the, the cold floor stuff as we say sure Yeah. so how do you get involved with Sherbrooke Liquor, how did you get involved with becoming the beer manager here, and how the heck do you manage <laughs> so much beer? Oh, it's it's tough, but it's it's fun. So yeah, so um, I never like I wasn't always a beer fan. I guess you would say I kind of fell into Sherbrooke just by chance. So so I I have a Bachelor of Arts degree in psychology at the the U of A. Um, 
So after I graduated with that, I kind of wasn't sure what career direction I wanted to go into. And um, so I also have a passion for music as well. So I kind of, you know, I was just looking for a job after I was graduating and there was, um, I started working at CD Plus out in Sherwood Park, okay. uh, which is like, you know, kind of, a, it was like the Canadian version of just like an HMV type store and that sort of thing. So I was managing that for a while, just um, kind of in between things. And as, as you probably know, that sort of industry was struggling a bit with the CDs and DVDs. This was, this was years, like this is probably about 10 years ago now. Um, so, so unfortunately the chain went under and so I was left without a job all of a sudden. And my, my friend Lauren actually used to work at Sherbrooke. Um, this was, yeah, like eight years ago. And uh, actually a position as a delivery driver opened up. And I have, I grew up in Slave Lake um, and I used to deliver bottled water. Water Pure and Simple was, okay. uh, was the company. Shout, shout out to them. Yeah, great water. water. Yeah. water <laughs> yeah, so I have lots of delivery driving experience. So uh, at the time, Sherbrooke used to do deliveries to bars and restaurants around town, and they desperately needed someone. So I, I hopped on board. Um, and so at that time, like, like you know, I used to drink Heineken when I was back in Slave Lake, and like I remember having Innocent Gun. I think Innocent Gun is, is sort of like a good gateway beer for a lot of people. Like oh. when you go back, like like ten or so years, I was yeah, kind for of sure. for me that was the first beer that I tasted. Like wow, like beer could actually taste really mm-hmm. good. Um, so yeah, I came on board as the delivery driver, and then they needed some help in the beer cooler um, a little bit. And there was actually one one weekend we had a massive sale. Um, it was like buy buy one beer, get the second one for like fifty cents or something ridiculous. Holy it's God. like we never do sales, uh, and I think that was the only one that I was ever involved with. So <laughs> it was like it was so that I, like few few weeks on the job, um, didn't know anything about beer, and like the store was just jammed up, and like, like it was super busy, and we had people just asking tons of questions in the cooler. I didn't know how to answer any of them. Kind of felt a little silly when people were asking about IBUs. I didn't know what those were, and like a whole, whole bunch whole bunch of stuff. So I was kind of overwhelmed and decided like then, well, I need to, if I'm going to be working at Sherbrooke, I need to study up and, and learn some things. So I kind of independently started reading about beer and that just snowballed, got a huge pa- like passion for it. Um, I was actually going to go back to school and take uh, pharmacy at the time. And I started and I was like a week into it. Um, and I'd already been working at Sherbrooke for a couple of years. And so I went back to school and I just, I missed Sherbrooke so much that I dropped out that okay. first week and came back, came back and did it. Um, and then, so yeah, I worked at Sherbrooke for a few years and about five years ago, that's when I took over the role as, as sort of the beer department manager. Um, and, and yeah, it takes us to right now, I suppose. That is yeah. amazing. <laughs> so what would you recommend for young people um, or old people or whoever, mm-hmm. if they're trying to get into drinking craft beer or drinking spirits or drinking wine, yeah. like, what do you recommend for reading, mm-hmm. for sensory stuff? Like how can people get the most out of their experience? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like it's actually what what I first started doing and kind of like self-promotion, like we actually had, uh, well, I know like I used to read a lot of Jason Foster's work and he, he um, originally wrote like a lot of the information that we have on our website. Um, and we're going to be updating our website uh, soon. But uh, if you follow someone like, yeah, like Jason Foster, um, there's a lot of really good beer writers locally. So kind of follow their stuff. And I like, and everyone's sort of different. So it's like, well, for, I'll just preface everything by saying like, just like, don't take things too seriously. Um, just have fun with it. You don't have to be like an absolute expert in all the sensory sort of things mm-hmm. to, to, you know, like just 
just tr trying the beer is the best way to start and just, you know, discover what you like, what your tastes are um, and go from there. But yeah, it's, I, I mean, I had the Oxford Companion to Beer was a really good resource. Okay. Um, that encyclopedia and just uh, even going on like the BJCP um, sort of style guide, uh, the beer judges, so they it'll break down what each style should be, the history behind it, um, tasting notes and that sort of thing. So that was that was a really good resource to start. Um, but yeah, just I mean, go to your favorite local craft beer shop and see what the what the people like there, what they're into. Um, yeah, that's kind of a, mostly how I did it, you know, and just try like expand your horizons a bit like you might like a certain style to start off but kind of push those boundaries and try 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 every different thing try to find the best best of each style and and then uh go from there and for see sure what you like yeah how would you recommend or advise people to live a healthy lifestyle while consuming and trying to explore and you know keep yeah. trying new things all the time yeah. how do you what do you do you I mean, obviously yeah. we're in this industry and Maybe not. Mm -hmm. Everyone is living the healthiest life. Yeah, exactly. And that's like it, it can be. It could definitely be a slippery slope. Like I, I know, like you do have to kind of when you are in this industry, you do have to, you know, pay attention to that because it could be easy to fall into some unhealthy lifestyle choices and that sort of thing and i know like i kind of struggled with that a little bit you, you know like you just gotta take things in moderation um i mean like there there's tons of really good like i've started to discover more like non-alcohol beers um nowadays I, I never thought i could like you know crack open a, a partake or like the new village non-alcohol beer like sure. on a weekend and enjoy it as much as like another beer but i like to you know mix those into the the rotation and you know maybe start off with a regular beer on the weekend and then have a few non-alcohol ones and cool. sit back and enjoy that so just um yeah the, just you know every, everyone's different so it's you, you just really have to pay attention to that in this industry because like i said yeah it can be a sort of uh, a slippery slope like sure. feeling like you have to go out and to every single tasting and and beer festival and all that sort of stuff and try everything it's um i find i get a lot more like reading about things and there's a lot of people that i trust like even customers that come here and, and friends like i trust their opinions on a lot of things so there's a lot of stuff that i don't need to try myself necessarily okay. but I, I could get a good vibe as to whether it's is something that would be successful in the store without like drinking it myself necessarily okay. so before i used to feel like i had to taste absolutely everything right. to to get a good sense and, and that that uh, when we have two thousand different types of beer <laughs> you could get out of control pretty quickly so so yeah like seek out try some of those non-alcohol beers because mm -hmm. it's the, just the whole process of cracking open the can pouring into a glass just sitting back like it's i, I find it like as rewarding as, as some of the boozier ones too so cool yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What um, I know, like you said, you have two thousand different beer here, and yeah. how do you manage the inventory? Mm -hmm. And I mean, logistically, it yeah. must be an absolute gong show and a nightmare. And you're cool. trying to get your hands on the first stuff, yeah. exclusives. Obviously, you said you know if, if we're lucky enough to get Canty on, like that's not yeah, so yeah. easy to pull off. Yeah. How are you managing? Who the heck are you talking to? <laughs> like you must be emailing and doing phone calls twenty four seven. It's insane. Yeah, like it's that's definitely the hardest part of my job is keeping up on, on all those new releases. And I feel like um, you know we have a reputation as as like the store everyone goes to to find everything, and I take that very seriously. So I've like 
you know, it's, I try to stay on top of things. Even if I miss like one week, like on vacation, it's like you get so far, so far behind. So it's just, you know, staying on top of that, that sort of stuff. Again, I kind of, I go on social media a lot and kind of get a sense of what's, what the hype is and what Mm -hmm. people are getting excited about. Um, And then I'll like engage with breweries directly that way. Um, But mostly it's just, you, you know, you have to kind of foster those personal, personal relationships with all the, the different importers and, and sales reps and that sort of thing. So just, um, you know, it's a mutually um, beneficial relationship. Like we, we try to support them and they obviously, you know, support us and, and, and help us sell through the beer. So it's, I mean, it's tough to stay on top. The hardest part is trying to fit everything into our store and make it, make it look nice. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a constant struggle trying to merchandise things and, and that sort of stuff. But I think we do a pretty good job of it as it is. But um yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty tough. It could be overwhelming sometimes, but you know, fifty emails a day sometimes, oh and yeah, so so it is a lot of desk work and and uh, and that sort of stuff. But it's um, you know, it's a lot of fun too. So, I mean, luckily right now. Um, because a lot, a, lot of the, a lot of our clientele, like they're looking for the like the newest, the newest stuff, and mm-hmm. and a lot, lot of people, you know, it's there's so much new stuff out there that that's what they want. It's it's harder to get people to go and like revisit um, some beers that have been out for a while, that sort of thing. So, but luckily, a lot of the new beers we get now in the store are either like limited edition or seasonal releases. So, so stock rotates pretty fluidly. Like as something goes out of, out of stock or out of season, then there's just something else to to come in and fill its spot. Um, so luckily we haven't completely run out of space yet, but <laughs> it's, getting <closer. laughs> it's getting close yet. So I came here a couple of weeks ago and it was a little bit before mail on weekend. I saw you guys had posted a picture, you're in the cooler and it was like completely full. Mm-hmm. And then I was in here with Chad and you went and grabbed me a bottle of the back. Yeah. yeah. And like, literally there was like, you were like tiptoeing around <laughs> all these cases of or flats. Yeah. Like oh yeah. Like in our receiving room there. Holy it's it's insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was going to say like, you know, you got may long like people want to get out there and drink you know mm-hmm. I, i'm just generalizing here but like cheaper beer like pilsners yeah, yeah. and muscle canes and like mm-hmm. you have all these limited edition exclusive beers like how do you balance the craft versus the exclusives versus the big players yeah yeah like it's um it's definitely yeah different sort of streams i would say because you so, can't just not have pilsner exactly like, yeah yeah and like i kind of alluded to it before like we have we have a wide range of clientele that like you know we we know we know and love them they've been um customers for years and years but you know they like their old milwaukee or rainier Canadian, sure. like nothing there's nothing wrong with that like that a lot of times they'll try if we're doing like an in-store sampling they'll try try a new craft beer and a lot of times they'll buy like a six-pack that day or something but they still go back to the those um those standards so a lot a lot of it is just you know analyzing weekly average sales um going through sales reports and like with um with stuff like the the more domestic sort of molson and labats and that sort of stuff that's it's a pretty kind of set formula like it's a pretty consistent from from week to week so that that actually that part's pretty easy like we have you know, our computer system can can figure out my numbers pretty pretty closely for that stuff, and it's just a weekly average. And I try to keep keep a certain amount in stock um, for the craft and limited edition stuff. That's a little bit more of a guessing game, and you okay. kind of have to go into your crystal ball a little bit and mm-hmm. see. And it's it's um, a lot of it is paying. Like you do really have to. You can't ignore the trends. Okay. Um, you really have to pay attention to that. Whether it's it's uh, like format, like whether it's cans versus bottles, that sort of thing. So right now. 
um, four by four seventy three mil cans are are the popular format. So I look at look at that, um, look at what style it is. So right now, you know, sour ales and juicy New England IPAs and pale ales are Fruit where it's itself. at. Um, so so that kind of depending what style, what format it comes in, that determines how how much I bring in. Um, and it's uh, pr- price point is kind of actually a little bit down down the list. Like okay. it's it's um, you know there's there's a lot of the breweries we get, especially the local Alberta stuff. Like the they have a pretty dedicated following um, for whatever it is. So it's it's you know it's it kind of comes into play a little bit. But luckily, I don't have to scrutinize that very much. Like if it's if it fits certain parameters stylistically. The way the can looks and that sort of thing—that's that's a better um, better gauge than prices. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of makes it simpler on my end as well. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you talked about a couple things here that I'd like to talk about. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Alberta craft beer scene. You mentioned briefly, um, but I guess in addition to that, like just craft beer in general in Canada is exploding and yeah. you know Alberta has more options mm-hmm. than anywhere else in the country. Yeah. Um, and obviously you've seen this growth of these craft breweries here in Alberta. Mm-hmm. I mean, you said you've been the manager here for five years. Yeah. So that's pretty much coinciding with the start of oh, this yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Um, like, what are your thoughts on the whole scene here and the explosion? Mm-hmm. Are we hitting a point where we're going to have too many breweries? Mm-hmm. Is there not enough? Do you yeah. want to see more of this stuff? Like, yeah. how do you think or what do you where do you think this is going yeah and how sustainable is this massive explosion and growth rate yeah yeah like it's yeah it's crazy like we i think i was looking at numbers before like five years ago um or even like three years ago we had about like 90 different Alberta beers that came in, whether they're regular releases or like limited seasonals. So so 90 90 beers, whether they're like one-offs or whatever. And then um, just last year we had like almost 600 (laughs) (laughs) come in. So it's just, it's absolutely exploded. And you say just Alberta craft beer. Just Alberta stuff. And it's, um, and right now, like, Alberta beers are dominating our, our sales. Like, it's, I think 18 over top 20 best-selling SKUs are all Alberta. Um, there's breweries like Blind Man. They're just, just crushing it right now, like, in, in terms of sales. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, yeah, the Alberta boom has been, has been huge, huge for us. And it's a really, like, super exciting time in Alberta. But like you said, um, just the way the liquor system is set up in Alberta, we get tons of imported product as well. And it's, yeah, kind of a unique situation because for years and years, like, Alberta, like, we got the best beer in the world. Like, sure. whether it's, like, the, the Belgian Trappist ales and, like, so a lot of people here have been exposed to that sort of thing. I think a lot of the young brewers coming up to you have probably, you know, they've had, like I said, like, the best best beer in the world at their fingertips and they've got to experience that and try it and now they're going on to start their own breweries. Um so it's it's and the, like the quality of the Alberta stuff too. It's not just not just quantity like the and the, if you saw the Canadian Brewing Awards recently, like how oh how many God. how many beers Alberta has won? Like it's, like seventeen uh, awards. Or yeah, something? yeah, yeah. Up from like seven from last year and like like the country's best IPA, the best double IPA, which is like insane because there's there's so much so much that stuff out there. So so we're definitely seeing. Like not only is there so much Alberta beer, but it's just it's so good r- yeah. right now, and it's there's still a lot of room for growth. Um, I get that, like people kind of ask that question a lot, like if it, we're reaching saturation, that sort of thing. It's kind of to me right now, definitely not. Um, it'll be interesting to see how things go the next next couple years. What I can say now is it's 
you know, at this point, it's um, it's one thing, like the easy part is getting your beer on the shelf, like especially at a store like us. Like we have enough customers that come in and just want to buy the new stuff regardless. Sure. Regardless, so it's getting it on the shelf is the easy part, but it's going to take a lot of a lot of legwork um, to make sure that that your name that your brand stays like relevant and at the, the forefront of people's minds so you, so breweries have got to get out there and start doing like in-store tastings and different events and that sort of thing to make sure that that you know the customers are still aware of them because it's like it like we get anywhere from 20 to like up to 100 new beers a week yeah it's so it's so it's going to take a lot of a lot of work. There's room for for everyone, and definitely a lot more room to grow for sure. But it's you know it's going to be a lot of hard work to keep that beer moving and mm-hmm. keeping it fresh right now. Yeah, and it's interesting. The equation seems like it's almost leaning a little bit more towards these tap room focused breweries. Uh-huh. I mean, there's mm-hmm. like again, like you mentioned, Blind Man, like they sell a yeah. shitload of beer. Oh yeah, and yeah. great product. Yeah. I love Blind Man. It's one of the main reasons why I got into craft beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, like, you know, you're just not going to be able to compete, right? Like, yeah, they've yeah. been here for three and a half, close to four years now. Like, yeah. they have established their marketplace. It's yeah, yeah. very yeah. difficult to step in there. And if you want to open up your little brewery in mm-hmm. whatever little town, yeah. you know, you might not be able to have that same competitiveness, which is interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just kind of to that, like, the, the way Blind Man's, and there's been a lot of breweries that have done this too, like, I've seen sort of like a formula develop that's that just it seems successful in in my eyes. So it's um, I remember when Blind Man first started, like I really wanted to get their beer like immediately at, at Sherbrooke, and it was, you know, they took their time with it. Um, they weren't quite ready to release it outside of their their tap room. So it's it's kind of so starts off locally like just keep beers like in your tap room start to build like a fan base get a little buzz around it once you're ready um start distributing to you know stores that you know have the same sort of passion for your product and are going to be able to sell it really quick start start slow and then you can expand more to like the the connect logistics whole distribution center for for alberta so it's it's um it's tough when you try to jump right away into that wide distribution without without getting your brand out there and getting some brand recognition so yeah starting like a lot that seems to be the way things go like libraries will open up and it'll just be like tap room exclusive stuff for a while and then once they're ready like i know odd odd company is one example here in edmonton right now it's just open like a month yeah ago. yeah and they're like i i've been asking to get like kegs on the growler bar and stuff and they're like not quite ready and that's like i'm happy to hear that sort of cool. thing because i know they're you know they're they're taking their time they know what they're doing and it's by the time they're ready to you know distribute to stores like us there's going to be that built-in like fan base already and people are gonna know that name and it's just gonna pop out so it's a it's a slow process with how much stuff is out there now you can't you can't expect your brand to take off immediately sure. you gotta be a little more patient with it i do, think do you have any other like pointers tips hints mm-hmm. tricks for new breweries established yeah. breweries like things like that yeah yeah so, like it's get to know know the stores that are going to sell your beer each store is different and there's little things like like for us for example like um sort of point of sale sort of things like posters and that that doesn't really fit fit our vibe necessarily um so you know talk to the people there and get to get to know them see what will work um in those specific stores 
And um, yeah, again, just just be be patient because it's it's there is a lot of product out there, so it's things are not going to you know fly immediately. It's mm-hmm. it's a waiting game, and it's going to take a lot of work. Sure. Um, and just little things like like make sure to make sure to call and like make appointments ahead okay. of time. Like if you're going into a liquor store, or want to show show your, show your products. Like it's even when things aren't super busy with like customers, like like managers like me or like purchasers. There's usually a ton of stuff going on in, in back mm-hmm. backstage sort of thing. So make sure to you know email or call ahead and make an appointment and don't just drop in because that way we can set aside time, really give you the attention you deserve, that sort of thing. So yeah, for um, sure. yeah just little things like that. Okay, cool. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm a young person here. I'm new to the whole mm-hmm. brewing industry and I'm in Olds College. I'm learning how to brew beer, work yeah. at a brewery and brewing. Um, you know, and I, I, the thing we hear again and again and again in our classes, it's not enough to just be a brewer. Like mm-hmm. you're going to be a salesperson, you're going to be yeah. a marketer, you're going to be like the face at some point. Sometimes yeah. you're going to be there at midnight, clean up, going hard. Like mm-hmm. it's a balance and, you know, I, like it's just not enough to be a brewer. Yeah, so yeah. it's yeah. crazy now. I'm like, how do I learn <laughs> management, leadership skills, marketing, oh, all these things? Tough. I'm like, oh, yeah. I have so much time in a day. Yeah, exactly. And like everyone's personality is different too. Sure. So like you can be just a killer brewer, but but it could be, you know, it might be hard for you to talk in front of a room of people and like selling your beer, like everyone is different, right? So it's, you know, it's like I feel for you guys because it's, it's, it's a tough gig for sure. And there's, like you said, like brewing the, brewing the beer is just, you know, that's the first like little step. And mm-hmm. there's so much like grab graphic design and branding and marketing like that whole like it's 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 tough um so i mean you know hopefully you can surround yourself with good people if there's if there's you know something that's not in your skill set necessarily like maybe you could bring someone on to help help you out with us i know financially it's tough when you're first starting too but this is the economy now you have to have a side hustle you have to work with people you have to collaborate yeah exactly and that's well that's the beauty part about the craft beer world too as you as you know like everyone is so so collaborative and supportive too so i'm sure there'll be like tons of people i'll be able to help and give pointers in their area of expertise along the way too but yeah it's it's uh it's it's could be stressful i'm sure Sure. yeah so a few minutes ago you mentioned staying up with the trends and you know whatnot Mm -hmm. um what trends are you excited about for the summer and Mm -hmm. what are you tired of what are you ready to move on from yeah it may be a loaded question considering you have to buy those beers oh totally yeah (laughs) i'm I'm like i don't i don't think i'm not that tired on anything right now to be honest yeah um it's you know like i do uh at the store here i kind of do a monthly tasting series called bizan's bangers and that's um it's kind of a way for me to explore um you know the more unique adventurous stuff and 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 sort of trends that are coming up um so stuff i've been pouring a lot lately like it seems farmhouse ales have been around for centuries of course um but right now it seems like a lot of north american breweries are starting to you know explore that style and and being very true to to the traditions and you know, like using the the wild yeast and and all the oak aging techniques and everything too and the the mixed fermentation so right now those are like my personal favorite favorite ones so there's different breweries that we're getting from the states like oxbow brewing um blackberry farms like jester king stuff so you know it's some of that stuff could be pretty wild and pretty out there so it's not for everybody but that's kind of what i'm super excited about right now okay. and i know um so like, more complex yeah yeah more more complex stuff but still you know, not, not too, not too much going on, but enough to, you know, keep your interest and, 
and uh, you know, there's some tartness to it, but also like dry, like easy, easy drinking sort of stuff. And the way we seem to be getting tons and tons of that stuff right now. I know Blind Enthusiasm, their monolith project is, is going to be get, <laughs> getting off the ground soon. So that's going to be um, uh, like every, everyone's super excited about mm -hmm. that. I've heard the beer is starting to taste really good now. Yeah. So, so that I'm really excited about. Like Blind Man has their cool ship and and Crazy uh, stuff, doing that sort of stuff. So, so we're starting to see that trend seep into the the Alberta scene right now. Um, it's still all about the hazy juice juice patio bangers. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm still like that is not. Um, that's been man. It's been like three three years now that we started like three summers ago we started to see those creep in I know kind of out like Patrick got outcast brewing he was one of the first Alberta guys like when we had his stuff on tap it just like flew Gone. off uh, yeah it was it was insane so I'm still I, I like to have a few hazies in my fridge right now so it was good and like sour ales are still huge and seeing a lot of um especially with the sour ales like a lot of fruited and like using really unique ingredients so mm -hmm. i think um that's a good way to to make the beer stand out too and that seems to be what what customers are are you know focusing on right now so the, yeah. the weirder the the like fruit varieties and different things and and definitely the wine beer hybrids are Ooh. becoming things so kind of related yeah. to the farmhouse stuff so people using specific grape varieties um, and imparting those qualities into the beer is, is huge right now too. So yeah, pretty excited about that. But, and like, it seems like loggers and pilsners, like craft, craft loggers are coming up too, which I'm like, never used to be my favorite sort sure. of style, but like, like after, after crushing a bunch of juice bombs and then having like a nice crisp pilsner, it's like kind of a light bulb, light bulb moment. It's like, wow, this is, this is a really good style. hundred percent to try more and more. So thankfully we're seeing lots of those come out now. Yeah, too. for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean like I love all those styles of beers, right? Mm -hmm. And it's hard. It's like, damn, like where do I go here? Yeah, right? Yeah. Like how do you you know, and like do you want to stay healthy and everything? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So So here in Alberta, we have a pretty high standard. I think generally speaking, everyone's doing a good job. Yeah. And I think there's yeah. some breweries that are doing a damn good job. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think it is that's like pushing the envelope here? Why is the quality continuing to improve? Is that because all the other breweries are doing a good job like oh my god we got to keep up with these guys yeah, yeah, or yeah. is it like it's just good because we got the best barley here like what yeah. do you think the reasoning behind this high standard of craft beer is? yeah like it's the stuff is so good it's, it's great like it's it's been a long time since like we've gotten a new beer that that seemed like you know like it could use some work sort of thing there sure. might be some off flavors like that used to happen a little more often i think even from batch to batch like some of these breweries that that are well established and really good right now sometimes the batches would be off a little bit mm -hmm. so we're seeing seeing that happen less and less but yeah it's like I, I don't know too much about the technical brewing side of things but i i gotta think like the quality of like the raw ingredients that are that are going into the beer now like like you said, we do have the best best barley in the world, and like companies like Red Shed Malting. Shout out to uh, Red Shed. Yeah, yeah, the Hamill family <laughs> are absolute gems of oh, the Alberta craft beer scene. Yeah, just amazing. We had their um, their pub ale on Unreal. tap recently. They're extra special bitter, so they're they're getting into brewing beer themselves. But yeah, those like specialty malts. Um, I mean, yeah, and like like what's the saying? Like rising tide floats all boats sort of thing so it's i like when people like blind man and apex predator and the, the like they're leading the charge like it's you you have to you have to be up to snuff otherwise people people will veer towards that sort of stuff so you, you know the quality of those people leading the charge is pushing everyone else to get to that same level um 
And like I said before, like maybe something has to do with like the history here in Alberta and, sure. and the, the beer that we have been exposed to um, is, you know. Because we had access to yeah, this yeah, high level. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like those beers were just, you know, commonplace on the shelf. And it's like some of the best beer in the world. So there's that that sort of education and everything that goes into that. And and breweries striving to reach that that level of excellence is just, you know, maybe that's, that's driving it too. Sure. Um, yeah. So... You talked about the Bison tasting series. Mm-hmm. We know about the Bison bangers. Yeah. What does it take to become included in the mixed six pack of Bison bangers? And what oh, does yeah. it take to reach the pinnacle of a Bison tasting series? <laughs> yeah. So there's there's two. It kind of gets confusing for some people because there's there's two Bison's bangers. Okay. One one of them is the mix pack, and the other one is the tasting series. Sure. And there there was some confusion. Like people thought the tasting series is just what's in the Bison's bangers mix pack. So if you're, I if, also thought that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's I could totally like looking back now, it's like maybe I should have called them something a little bit different. Hey, but man, it's I mean they're they're their own thing now, and it's like. Um, so, so if you aren't familiar with it, the, the, Biz- the, the Bizance Bangers mix pack came first. And what that is, it's, um, like a mixed six pack, uh, individual 355 mil can. So your typical size that comes in a six pack. Um, so I picked six of my, my favorites at the time and make the, make its own six pack. So actually part of the reason why I started that is, is I found with the rise of like the 473 mil cans, like a lot of people were, I think, missing out on the, the six pack can format. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Just going, going for the larger can size and, and everything. There was a lot of really good beer out there that was kind of going unnoticed because it was a, it wasn't like the, the, the format de jour at the time. So it was that partly with, um, because there's so much stuff out there, a lot of people, they just want to try one beer before investing in, in a six pack to see if they like it sort yeah. of thing. So a lot of times we break down six packs so people could just try one. So I thought this, uh, like the bangers mix pack is a good way to get six beers, in one shot, you could check them off on untapped cool. uh, and like move on and find a good. So it's just, just a way to, to highlight specific things that may have gotten lost in the, in the cooler. And it's, you know, a lot of things like I look at seasonality. So I, I like to pick, you know, brand new beers that are out like spring, summer, seasonals, depending what what the time is, and it's purely it's like very subjective. Like it's all all of my personal favorites. And yeah. I do I do like to choose stuff that's you know fairly limited. Um, I know a couple of repeats repeat bangers selections like snake lake brewing out of sylvan lake is in a lot of them ot brewing out of calgary we're fortunate enough to get get some of these like rare limited seasonal releases so it's you know it's ones that i'm super excited about and i try for the mixed pack i try to get a range of styles so there'd be like a lighter lager blonde sure. ale and then going up to like a stout so just a wide wide range of styles so it's all stuff that i'm just personally excited about and then the the bangers event so that happens once a month in our tasting room at sherbrooke and it's uh so usually it's like 15 or 20 dollars a ticket um so for that one i like to to bring out you know the the pricier like kind of special special releases and that sort of thing and it's mm-hmm. um again it's all stuff that i'm personally excited about but I, it's also stuff that um, is either like exclusive to the store or very hard to find um, stuff that may be like a little little out of people's price range a lot of, a lot of the times. Um, so there's like a lot of big imperial stouts, cool. um, a lot of you know like wild ales like lambics and stuff from Belgium. Um, so it's kind of and, and stuff that I think is really unique 
and pretty adventurous and may push some people out of their comfort zone. Sure. And it's kind of like a private goal of mine that like, I wish for every banger, like we could fit about 30 people in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always strive to, you know, I pick seven beers that like no one in the room has tried before. Okay. So it's usually brand new releases. Um, I know the last one, uh, at the last event, I was able to get a case of the Grain Bin Hell's Basement Helping Hands collab. That was a very cool beer. Again, the Kvike uh, style, so they're, they're pale ale, and that was like we got one case that, that we were able to Thank get Thank you for from. the bottle, by the way. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so it's like stuff like I may, I may hold, like if we get one or two cases of something like that, I might, might hold it back until, until the next the event. Until and, and the kind of launch it at the event, then everyone there gets the opportunity to buy it like before anyone else. Um, so yeah, it's just, you know, a fun way to, to get those, uh, get those types of beers out there and kind of make it special for everyone who, who shells out the money to come, to come for that. Sure. It's a lot of fun. So for yeah. 15 to 20 bucks, I yeah. can come drink seven expensive, yeah. limited, like really cool beers. Yeah. Yeah. So like stuff we've had before, like the brewery white chocolate, okay. um, just like almost $50 a bottle, like 50, 50, 50 eclipses. We've got some rare, like Dree Fontaine and Lambics. That's nice stuff. Um, so yeah, crazy, crazy stuff like that. I usually like to pepper in like at the last event, it was like half Alberta stuff. And cool. it's, I, I never like seek that out specifically. It's just whatever that happens. happens to, yeah. So, so usually, usually like there's always been at least one local Alberta brewery there too. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Sure. Can we touch base on this tasting room? I mean, like we're sitting in this beautiful room. We got this big S shaped <laughs> yeah, table. I wish you guys could we got see this it. big S shaped S on the roof. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the bathroom door is absolutely beautiful. It pushes in. Yeah. It looks it's like weird, it's, it's weird like to a say secret it's door. Like you, you have to see that bathroom. It's unreal. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you need to see the bathroom. Yeah. But also there's probably, I would say tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars worth of inventory in here. Mm-hmm. Why is it in here? Who gets to come in here? Yeah. When does I know obviously your events are one of the f- many events in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how do you justify having all this stuff on the shelf and yeah. where the heck is it going? Yeah, so yeah, so if you see if you like pan around the room, you could see all like and it's, it's all like what, like spirits are in here and, sure. and liqueurs that different source. So it's you know it's a it's a nice way to um, actually I should turn on the lights at some point so you can see it by that. So we can do that after for the sure. Podcast. <laughs> but it's um it's it because we are such a small space um not only are we able to display the stuff but a lot it just doubles as like overstock okay so a lot of the, like everything in here is out on the shelf in the front of the store and it's just a, another storage space but it's a really cool way to be able to display what we have as well um for people that may not have seen it before um so yeah it's it's a really swanky swanky room it's very it. swanky yeah like it's <laughs> it's got the s-shaped table which is kind of unconventional but just the way the seating works like you like it's kind really encourages like the space yeah inside. yeah and it just encourages people to be you know social like you're sitting directly across from someone that may be a stranger at, a, at an cool. event and it's so you know it's like people come in and it might be you know, like seems a little, little classy, high class sort of stuff at first. And like some, some people may get like, feel a little shy or like uncomfortable, but as events go on, like, it just feels like you're, you're kind of in a friend's like den or something and you're, you're just sharing some beers and having a good time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really good. So yeah, again, it doubles as sort of a storage space. Plus, yeah, we, we like to have, um, you know, at least one event going on here a week. Okay. Um, Especially during the summer, we'll try to get a couple events a week, and we do. 
we do a wide array of things. Like we do master classes for like scotch, oh, scotch wow. tastings. Just yesterday we did uh, with Tefeli gourmet cookies. It was like a, a cookie and wine and spirits <laughs> tasting, cool. which is really fun. But then we do like like Ben Stick is coming in at the end of the month, and we're doing beer and potato chips. And so so it's like and you guys had like the beer and cereal thing. Yeah, like, yeah, the, 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 the beerios. Yeah, shout out to to Miles from. Uh, yeah, the Parallel 49 Brewery for, for doing that one. So it's, yeah, that's like 10, 10 a.m. in the morning on Saturday. <laughs> and we got, it was sold out too. So there's like 32 people in here. We encourage people to wear, the, wear their PJs, but only uh, like us showed up uh, in their PJs, which is unfortunate. But yeah, we sorry, like, you're going to go <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Saturday morning cartoons playing on the TV and oh stuff. And like, so yeah, it's like we do, yeah, we try to think of like wild, crazy things like that that would be, that we think would be fun for people. Hopefully they are. And sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah, it's a good time. Um, my class came here, uh, mm-hmm. part of a field trip. I think this was got to be October or something. And the lady who was showing us around, blanking on her name, it's embarrassing. It might she, have been Kiara. Is that the event lady? Um, yeah, yeah. She she's moved. I think she's at uh, Northwest College now. Okay. But she's moved on to to yeah, different different things. But okay. Yeah. Yeah, and she she was kind of at the forefront of getting the room like launched and everything. Like yeah, she, she used to be our events coordinator and and kind of marketing and all that sort of stuff. So she was yeah definitely responsible for for kicking things off. I think it was her idea to do the original Birios, the beer really? cereal thing too. Yeah, so so that's awesome. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. So something she said when we were here was that a lot of people who end up working in the back stocking shelves and stuff move on to breweries. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Why does that happen? How does that happen? Yeah. Is that just from people coming in and chatting to them, or like are they wanting yeah. to get their foot in the door? And is that an appropriate step for maybe you don't have two years of your life to go mm-hmm. to Olds College? Yeah. Is that is this a good place to start? It's yeah. It's you definitely get a crash course in in beer knowledge for sure. Like working here, I think, like uh, I could be totally wrong. Like I think a lot of people that was their their like planned trajectory sure. already. Um, but yeah, like you do, you do have to know your stuff because we have we have some some customers here that are very specific in, in what they want, and you really have to be knowledgeable. And it, it's really hard to be here and not develop that that like passion for beer and everything too. And it's yeah, kind it kind of seems like and like people ask me that a lot too. Like, oh, are you gonna like like start a brewery or something? It almost like intuitively it seems like the the set yeah the set sort of path that that you would go and that's just not not what i'm interested Mm -hmm. in specifically but i could definitely see see that this would be like a launching pad for that um and it's you know it's great to see and like we still have like an awesome relationship with all the the people that used to work here and we don't have like we have a really low turnover rate like a lot of people that have been here have been here for years yeah um and then we, we've t- taken on like some summer students from the old college program okay. and stuff before. So it's, you know, it's, it's definitely, and it's, um, you really get a sense of that, the marketing aspect of the beer industry, which as you said before, is really important Critical. and, and just being on the front lines of what, what the customers want and, and what they're looking for. So it's, you definitely get a lot of useful information from working here if you are going on to, to, you know, be a brewer or start a brewery. Yeah. So so yeah, that's that's awesome, awesome to awesome to hear that that you know, or, and to see that that people are moving on to to that sort of thing. So we're sure. beyond stoked for them to do, do that. You, do you ever have opportunities, job opportunities, questions, things that come up, and like how do you manage that? Oh, like like like, like people trying wow, to wow, you've been poach doing such a good job <laughs> at Sherbrooke Liquor. We'd love to bring you on to uh, Goose Island yeah, or yeah. whatever. You know, like, it's like I. 
I just I think I don't put that out into like like I, I'm very like extremely I think a lot of people know that I'm super happy here and this yeah. is where where I want to be so and, and it's just I mean it's the perfect role for me because I like I get to do a lot of our like social media and, cool. and marketing and that sort of stuff and and it's you know a lot of writing um like kind of writing for our new website and that sort of thing so it's all the stuff that I'm like super interested in I just can't imagine like any other position like being able to do that and the the owners here are just like incredible um it's like working for like a little family here sure. for sure like it's just a small family owned business um so yeah I haven't I haven't like put put that sort of vibe out there to people I think so I haven't I actually haven't like cool. got, gotten many requests or people asking about that sort of thing yeah. again just sort of general like oh are you going on to start a brewery or something sure because you know, people just assume that's what's going to happen but all right folks yeah. you heard it here first he's untouchable mm-hmm. <laughs> untouchable <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well, we'll talk numbers and then we'll see what uh, <laughs> that's funny yeah. so uh you got a lot of really good breweries here in edmonton you got a lot of really good food where do you mm-hmm. like to eat where do you like to go yeah. and enjoy and feel yeah. your tummy Oh man, like Northern Chicken was the first thing to pop. Shout out to Northern Chicken. <laughs> yeah, those guys are awesome. And like we we do like we, we get to work with a lot of um like a lot of, a lot of these places are like they buy their beer from us like okay. not not exclusively but a lot of stuff so like Arca- like Darren from Arcadia is just doing an amazing job so like just for a like pub bar sort of place Arcadia is, is kind of the place to go. Um, yeah, Northern Chicken, uh, Tokiwa Ramen, even like I really like that place. Um, it's like Beer Revolution always has an awesome, awesome beer list. Um, man, I don't, I don't get out as much as I, I should, sure. I think. But yeah, it's um, yeah, a lot of there's be so many people I'm forgetting. Like Dirtbag Cafe, if you haven't been there. Amazing, um, yeah. It's actually phenomenal. Yeah, it's Casks, it's amazing. Yeah, like, yeah, they're doing. Saws, they're oh doing. God. Yeah, like a true. They're, it's kind of not becoming a hidden gem anymore. I think a lot of people know about them, but it's if you haven't haven't checked out Dirtbag, that the place is unreal. Um, Pink Gorilla Pizza just opened up. Sal's. Well, there's like there's so many. It's it never ending. Like, yeah, it's such a like close knit community too that it's like you just feel like that personal relationship with everyone and connected and so it's yeah it's a like awesome time in, in Edmonton right now sure, sure. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a quick story I don't want to yeah, take yeah, too yeah. much of your time no, for sure. um, in 2015 I want to say it was I've been a forest firefighter for the last six summers this is oh, the crazy. first year yeah. I'm not a forest firefighter oh, okay. yeah. and actually sorry we should talk about yeah, this it's like- <laughs> outside it looks like apocalypse like we're in Edmonton there yeah. isn't even a forest close to here yeah. brother. And it's, it's like, like noon right now and it looks like it's dude there was know, street yeah. lights on like mm-hmm. it is insane yeah, yeah. I'm driving here obviously I'm well versed I'm very passionate about fighting fires and information and things like that obviously this high level situation shout yeah, out yeah. to everybody fighting the fires and high level mm-hmm. working hard uh slave lakes mm. got some fires going on white court yeah. edson i'm driving here and mm. uh whatever rural municipality near slave lake is now being evacuated oh, wow. it's just yeah. like this is like i mean it's intense so to connect the wildfire thing to the beer thing mm. i guess the question would be do you notice a drop of beer sales with these last three summers have been extremely smoky mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it like the weather is a huge factor just in general in terms of sales but like even yeah even just today it's like crazy smoky and you notice like right away that there's just not not that many people out there interesting um 
you know, coming into the store. And yeah, like last August and September was just nightmare. Like, yeah, just insane. So that like it definitely it definitely affects us sure. a lot. Sure, for sure. Okay, so yeah. get back to my story. Yeah, yeah. Sorry for the interval no, yeah. there, but we got to pay our respects. <laughs> do, you want, do you want a talk? Sure, up yeah, your, for your sure. Yeah, Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Shout out to Bandit Peak, man. Happy birthday to those guys. Three years in the That's craft good. beer scene is phenomenal. I want to say congratulations to those guys. Yeah. So 2015, I'm working up in the uh, White Court Fire District. I think I was based out of Swan Hills that year. Okay. And we were like drinking beers. It's, you're not supposed to be drinking beers. We would leave the base and go have yeah, a yeah. fire and have some beers and oh, stuff. Oh, for sure. Um, and, you know, it's like sometimes you'd see Phillips Blue Buck in the liquor mm. store up there, but, like, not really anything. Mm-hmm. I think probably the first, like, craft beer you start to see in White Court, like the city of White Court, it was, like, 45-minute drive to go buy a six-pack of Blind Man. Oh, really? Like, yeah. it was a commitment. <laughs> and, like, you know, Apex Predator was pretty close. Like, we would head to Edson and fill yeah. up Growlers and come back and stuff. Um well, I kept drink, bringing these craft beers, and I, I I didn't even really know what craft beer was. I just thought, like, oh, if it's different, it's craft beer. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. I didn't know that Granville Island is, like, a Molson yeah, it's company. So, it's, it's actually so complicated. It is. Yeah. So somebody's like, dude, why don't you just go to Sherbrooke Liquor Store? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh. So I rock <laughs> down here. I'm wearing my wildfire hat, and I'm in there, beer fridge, looking around. I don't even know what to get. Mm-hmm. And one of the first beers I got there was the White Combine from Ripstone. Oh, yeah, yeah. That white IPA. Phenomenal. They're still making it. Great beer. Yeah. Great product. Great brewery. Um, and I'm, I'm holding that and I didn't really know what to get and I start talking to some guy in the cooler and oh man you're a force firefighter I got the hat on and shit. thank you for your services everyone's so nice mm. and like I would come from my 15 or to 18 day shift in White Court park my van at the baseball <laughs> whatever that baseball oh, yeah, diamond's yeah. called down there yeah yeah fill up my cooler with beers from Sherbrooke get a couple bags of ice at the Dolmo here and then just bike around and go to all these amazing restaurants yeah yeah. and Edmonton like it's unbelievable to support that these local businesses Mm -hmm. whether it's a brewery restaurant a candle shop a soap making like craft everything is killing it here people are very supportive it's very interesting to see Mm -hmm. Um, but ever since 2015 I cannot come to Edmonton without going to Shriver Clicker Store. Oh, you guys thank, have you have cursed yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. That's awesome. beers. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, that's awesome to hear. Thank you. Um, yeah. do you guys have uh, people with similar stories to myself who mm-hmm. oh I came in here the one time and I can't stop coming back? Like how do you manage those relationships? Like obviously you yeah. can only give so much time to each customer, but yeah. you want to show your appreciation. Yeah, totally. And like we we try to and that is something I think about like all the time because it's you know when you come in here every day, like it's easy to kind of have tunnel vision and like lose sight of, you know, like kind of how special of a thing like Sherbrooke is, I think. And it's, we want to give people that experience every time they come in. Cause, cause yeah, like there's, we, we do get a lot of people from out of town that come who just like heard word of mouth and, and you like, if you're kind of feeling off that day or whatever, it's like, I just feel like, you know, it's probably such an exciting thing for them to come in the door. And, and like, if we don't greet them with that s- same enthusiasm, mm-hmm. then it's like, we, we want to just make everyone feel special and have like a special experience here. So that's something that, you know, we try to build into the culture and make it, make it an exciting, th- like just going into a liquor store. We want it yeah. to be so much more than that. And it's to, a lot different than walking into liquor depot and yeah. nothing wrong with yeah, liquor yeah. depot, but they don't have the capacity to do these things. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to, we want to have that that experience every time for anyone who comes in and we do like we have there's um actually a a gentleman who just started traveling like he comes here on business from the states all the time like all the time he just started coming here a few months ago and whenever he's in he comes by and stops in and and there's people that whenever they're driving through from like saskatchewan or manitoba like always come in and just just hearing hearing um 
like even there's like crazy stories about people in uh there was someone telling us like in hawaii actually like they had they had like maui brewing there and this they're like this is so good and like they're like where are you from like edmonton like why don't you go to sherbrooke they will have it there oh my God. So, <laughs> so it's like it's it's crazy like to sit back and hear like actually see how far reaching the name goes is just like sure. crazy and like hard to believe so it's yeah, we do hear that all the time. And at the same time, we get, because um, you kind of, if, if you are in the, like, even before I got into the beer world, the craft beer world, like, I always knew, like, Sherbrooke, it was, like, the place to go. Like, even before I started working here, mm-hmm. it just has that that sort of reputation. Um, so, but at the, so when you're in that world, you'd kind of think everyone knows about Sherbrooke, but we get, we get so many people coming in, like, for their first time. Um, like usually like a couple people a day and like there's still so many people out there that don't that oh, haven't sure. heard of us so it's you know we want to try to to spread the word more and more and just kind of like hearing yeah personal stories like yours are like awesome and it's uh yeah hopefully something we can maybe like document at some point and maybe put on our website Dude, and stuff so mini yeah. documentary <laughs> with testimonials yeah would yeah yeah be pretty good that would be like insane because like yeah it's we never get tired of hearing stuff like that sure and it's yeah it's quite amazing even like the other day i'm listening to craft beer and brewing podcast one of the best craft beer podcast that exists they're interviewing greg zeschuk and they were really early on in the blind enthusiasm mm-hmm. process and they're asking him some questions and he's look man i just sent people to sherbrooke liquor <laughs> store and he's he's got people visiting from all the world like he's had yeah. a whole three other lives yeah right? oh yeah, you know? totally. yeah, yeah and he's got all these friends from all over the world and whatnot and he's like, yeah just send me to sherbrooke okay. liquor store and no yeah. one comes back disappointed in fact yeah. they're like how the hell am i gonna get all these beers <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> kind of like, yeah yeah, well, Greg's an awesome dude. <laughs> that's, yeah. not, that's awesome. That's yeah, he does that. And it's and it's kind of the flip side of that too. Uh, I can just talk about it for a second. Is is sometimes it's hard. Um, well, it's a lot of pressure because like hey, like and it, it, like I I sometimes I could be a bit of a perfectionist sometimes, and it's like for every person that comes in and like finds all this amazing stuff and finds everything they want. There's like that one person that comes in we just happen to be sold out of like the, oh. one, the one thing that they're looking and that's like what sticks with me every time. So it's like, I got to be like on my A game constantly. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of, um, again, that reputation. It's like, oh, like just go to Sherbrooke. They have everything. And then sometimes we get people that come in with like, a list of of you know like the best beers in the states and they're looking for like dark lord variants and like like all, all different things and like so people go through this list and like oh, sorry we don't have like any of that stuff and like to see like the disappointment on their face but then mm-hmm. we're able to like show them other things and hopefully make them happy so it's you know it's i like really take it that reputation seriously and mm-hmm. i try to you know keep that keep that going hey man it takes way longer and, to yeah. build this reputation than to break it right mm-hmm. like that's yeah, yeah. the challenge yeah thing, so um, all right, so outside of beer, what do you got going on? Are you a family man? What do you like to do? Are yeah, you a hockey I, I, guy? You actually, bike? I'm going to be celebrating my 10-year anniversary this summer. Congratulations. With my beautiful wife, Jessica. Yeah, Shout so, out to Jessica. Yeah, so married 10 years. Um, and yeah, so we might go travel somewhere this summer cool. and celebrate. Yeah, which is awesome. Um, uh, big music guy as well. Yep. Like music, I used to be a like music review writer, kind of got gotten out, out of that a little bit, but I record music as well. What? Under the uh, the gunwale moniker, it's kind of like right. ambient music, and so that's kind of my my true my true passion actually. Cool. So, like you're so, making beats and stuff. No, like? it's it's like um no no beat like it's ambient. Like I think when most people hear ambient music, like, yeah. I think of like the electronic, like yeah. chill, like yeah. like with beats and stuff. Like the stuff I do is more kind of like soundscapey, cool. like the, no beats at all, and sort of like atmospheric and different. It's weird weird stuff. But, Interesting. Yeah, I've had a few few albums put out. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna get back into 
recording some music this summer, which I'm pretty cool. excited about. And sorry, what was the name of that? Uh, so it's it's actually pronounced Gunwale, but it's spelled Gunwale, so G-U-N-W-A-L-E. All right. So everyone just says Gunwale, so I just... Shout I out to Gunwale, Gunwale. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Check out the Bandcamp page. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> check out the Bandcamp yeah, page. Yeah. Gunwale. You yeah, want to hear some ambient music yeah, for your chill. craft beer drinking. Yeah chill and have uh, have a few pints and sit back yeah. for sure <laughs> Mr. Beeson I yeah. cannot thank you enough for your time oh, and man. your commitment to thriving here at Sherbrooke Liquor oh. and can, you know supporting Alberta craft beer scene it is phenomenal you guys have really changed my life I <laughs> would not be brewing beer right now if it wasn't for Sherbrooke oh, and man. my thank friend's introduce, introduction to this store mm. in 2015 and the lovely support that I get every single time you guys are far too kind. I cannot say oh, thank man. you enough. Well, th- th- like, that's like, yeah, yeah, it's making me tear up. <laughs> but man, yeah, no, it's like, thank you so much for like the opportunity to do this. Um, and it's always awesome to have you in the store. And like, we follow Appreciate along it. on your on your Instagram page Jeez. and everything. So your stories are unreal. Oh, God, um, so it's yeah, so it's yeah, mutually yeah, we, we love having you here too. So, so yeah, thank you. Right on, man. You're far too yeah. kind. Thanks a lot, man. Cheers.